And Eric, uh, here, here's the question. Robin Lopez, yeah. who, who of course was sent to Sacramento, but then they waived him, so he's sitting courtside reading a book. So yeah, he was courtside at Pfizer reading. The, the book was, this doesn't help things, uh, Backstory 2, Interviews with Screenwriters of the 40s and 50s. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Compelling. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstadt. The birds were chirping this morning. Kind of felt like spring this morning when it got up nice and mild. This after that nasty storm rolled through southern Wisconsin last night. That's the hail coming down in Evansville. Michelle Richards, Bob Brainerd joining us in studio. Bob, you had the hail too in Summit, right? Yeah, it was uh, pounding on my deck. Yeah, it, it felt like spring. It looked like spring with all the lightning, Michelle. It was crazy, the lightning. I, we kept looking out the windows, and it kind of freaked out my 8-year-old. And like, yay, storm season coming earlier and earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so it actually did touch down first time ever in February that we had a tornado in Wisconsin. Touched down in Rock County near Evansville, headed east, uh, kind of dissipated before it got really into Jefferson County. Uh, this guy here is Ron Art. He was just uh, speaking with TMJ4, Simone Woolage, who is in Evansville, where his property devastated. This place was so beautiful. And... It's something that I've worked on for 10, 15 years, and it's all gone. The sheds, there's four sheds that are gone. The house had the roof lifted up off it and dropped back down, so it's, it's, it's just destroyed. It's, it's too much to put words on even. That's Ron Art speaking with TMJ4 Simone Woolridge this morning from Evansville in Rock County. It was intense. All the TV stations, of course, doing the coverage last night. On Fox 6, Tom Walks was looking at a DOT cam of I-39. When the tornado rolled through, listen to this. Look at the wind. Look at the wind. I mean, that, that wind... This thing has got to be crossing. It's, it, yeah, it's very, very Look, close right the cars, now. The, the trucks are now stopping. Through. Oh, my goodness. All right, we're going to continue to watch this. Again, this is a confirmed tornado that is crossing live um, on Interstate 39 near Edgerton. Uh, and oh, my goodness. Now, thankfully, we've not gotten any reports of any uh, significant injuries. Lots of damage, though. Right now, power outages seem to be restored for the most part. There are still some outages, of course. But so far, it looks to be just a... Uh, damage being trees down, homes, sheds, and power lines and whatnot, mainly in the Rock County area. If you have damage by you, please send us a text, 855-616-1620 on the WTMJ Talk and text line. Be our eyes this morning. It is 7.15. Bob Brainerd has all the sports in a minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. Well, the Bucks are funky right now and not that good 70s groovy funky not fun funky no definitely not fun funky uh they lost to minnesota last night playing shorthanded parlayed that with that brutal one and four road trip it all ended up being another l for doc rivers squad flights that they had us you know time change coming back back to backs insane i haven't said that uh, no one feels sorry for you 
you, you go through this. Yep, Bucks are back at it tonight, hosting Charlotte. Game time is 7 p.m., and you, you can catch Bucks shoot around at 6, right here on 620 WTMJ. Veteran Patrick Beverly, he's en route to Milwaukee, should make the game tonight. Campaign was shipped to Philadelphia in a trade to bring Beverly to Milwaukee and hopefully, hopefully assist on the defensive side. But he's a good spirit for your team. Um, and one of the most competitive players I've ever coached. And people like that, um, it's contagious. And I think that's good for our team. And Eric, uh, here, here's the question. Robin Lopez, yeah. who, who of course was sent to Sacramento, but then they waived him, so he's sitting courtside reading a book. So yeah, he was courtside at Pfizer reading. The, the book was, this doesn't help things, uh, Backstory 2, interviews with screenwriters of the 40s and 50s. <laughs> That's awesome. C- compelling. <laughs> compelling, Robin. Good Better choice. Than the game, I guess. <laughs> yeah. There's that. Uh, local college basketball agenda chock full for Saturday. Marquette will host St. John's tomorrow while Wisconsin has a road contest at Rutgers and the Milwaukee Panthers. Also some road work to do. They play at Robert Morris. And how about the Milwaukee Admirals? Still perfect in 2024. Yes, they, sir. They went all through January. Won them all. 12-0, and 0, just one win shy of time. The team record of 13, they set that in 2019. Chance to get it tonight against the Chicago Wolves at Panther Arena. And head coach Carl Taylor says the ads have been real nice on ice. But if you're, you're trying to stay together, the group is strong in the room. They're pushing through things together. I think when that happens, some special things can happen. And you don't usually win 12 in a row. And uh, that's a, a treat for us to enjoy and for our fans and for the organization. And Playing some good hockey. Some good hockey right now. You know, so we do have a super fan here in the building. Debbie Lasgo. We a, do. He, she's and a super Adam fan. Roberts. He's and a Adam. Super Adam's a big yep. fan. But I have no. I, it didn't dawn on me until today, Debbie. You've been wearing the same clothes every day of the year <laughs> to make sure they keep winning. Well, I do try and wash them. You know, <laughs> try. You know, you don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to leave that lingering scent. Yeah, no, smell like a goalie. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Seven nineteen coming up. Happy New Year. Yeah, I think we'll really start to get some details about how long that tornado was on the ground in Rock County, how much damage was done, the size, and all of that. We'll start learning some of that today as the National Weather Service always sends their crews out to investigate these storms. This is the first time it's happened in February. Eric Bilstead in for Vince Vetrano along with Michelle Richards. Yes, Valentine's Day is just around the corner, but there is another big holiday to celebrate, and you can do it with fireworks. Happy New Year, everybody! Yes, I know, it's February, but it's Lunar New Year, so I guess, um, Boy, I hope I said that right. This year is a big year in the Asian community. It's the Year of the Dragon. We're happy to do the Year of the Dragon because it's a very powerful year and very auspicious and everyone feels lucky when they're in the Year of the Dragon. Local board member of the Organization of Chinese Americans, Anna Wong, says it's a special year that represents strength. Many Chinese families uh, like to have babies that year. But be careful. Some say if you were born in the Year of the Dragon, subsequent Years of the Dragon could be a little difficult. It's not necessarily unlucky. It's just that maybe you have to be a little bit more careful that year. (laughs) You would think that it's your year and it would be very special for you. 
And so you, you're in a good year, but those who are born in those years, not the babies necessarily, but people who are born, they just have to be just a little bit more careful. Now, you can use the term Lunar New Year and Chinese New Year interchangeably, but... A lot of people say Chinese New Year because it originated with the Chinese celebrating it. And with other countries coming in, I think just to make it a little bit more clear, they just call it Lunar New Year. Mainly to differentiate it from the garden variety January 1st holiday. It's a really compelling celebration, too. I mean, we've all seen the firecrackers and lion dances, but what else is done to celebrate the holiday. We eat together, so we have special foods that we put on the table that bring us good luck for the year. And um, we play games, and it's fun for the children. The kids get a red envelope that has money in it. Lots of fun there. And the foods eaten have special meanings. A lot of it is based on the fact that it sounds like fortune or it sounds like good luck in the Chinese language. So we eat fish, and the fish in Chinese would have a very fortunate meaning. We eat nuts for prosperity, for good fertility. <laughs> and oranges because they're a symbolic fruit for us as well. So load up on those nuts if you're looking to expand your family. Uh, there's a lot of superstitions in some of these things, but it's been so traditional that it's just become like a once a year that you look forward to eating all these things together as a family. There are other things done with an eye toward keeping your good fortune, like doing a big house cleaning. And you don't clean on the New Year's Day because you don't want to sweep away all your good fortune. And uh, just have a clean house, so a new start really for everything. You wear new clothes and it just uh, signifies a new beginning. This year is special because it is the year of the dragon and the dragon is the only animal in the zodiac that's mythical. All the other animals that we've had are usually animals that we are familiar with. We just finished off the year of the rabbit and next year will be year of the snake. So if you're interested in celebrating the year of the dragon, there are plenty of Chinese or Asian restaurants having special celebrations and the Milwaukee Chinese Community Center is having its own celebration too. So here's wishing everybody a happy year of the dragon. Gong Hei Fa Choi. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. Ooh, well done, Debbie. Who knew, huh? I bet I practiced that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had to say that you just rattled that off. You just know it. Well done. Good stuff. 726 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Coming up next hour on the program before we get to 8 o'clock. Going to check in with Mark Tauscher one more time. We've been doing this with Tausch all week long, celebrating the Super Bowl. We'll do it again. Another line of questioning, this time on the broadcast. The broadcast of the pomp and pageantry of the Super Bowl. That is the theme today. We did commercials yesterday. We've done halftime show. We've done the game and all that stuff. So Tausch, hopefully, he's on a plane, but hopefully he joins us around 7.50 on Wisconsin's Morning News. The Bucks. Uh, Bob's got it in sports at 7.45. It is heart month, February, and medical professionals have a reason for concern. Most Americans have no idea what their vital health numbers are. That's the finding of new research at The Ohio State University. Dr. Celine Gowder is with KFF Health News and a CBS News medical contributor. Less than half know their blood pressure or ideal body weight. And only one in five knows their cholesterol or blood sugar levels. February is Heart Month, raising awareness about preventing heart disease, which involves knowing and managing your medical numbers. Jim Crisula, CBS News. I mean, some of this stuff you go to the if you're going to the doctor on a regular basis and getting your annual checkup, you're going to get your blood drawn and right, you're going to yep. know your cholesterol and stuff. I don't sure. know that, but you know, like I wear a Fitbit, I know my heart rate and my resting heart rate. BMI. And, yeah, I yeah I do. 
Uh, speaking of that, um, you are you're not certified, but you've taken the class, right, for like CPR or whatnot. Yeah, just this week, actually, I yeah. took a uh, an online hands only CPR okay. class, which does not certify anyone, but it goes over the basics and it's very simple. Call nine one one. And then you push fast and hard on the center of the chest. Yeah. And a lot of times they'll reference staying alive as the rate yeah. that you should mm, be doing it. Mm, Stay, mm, mm, exactly. Mm. And, you know, it's like crazy numbers, like 350,000 people each year have a heart attack. And, and usually at home or some other residents, because you're not typically just going to be hanging out at a hospital. Right. The one thing that I, I, so I've taken the class too before. And the one thing that like really stuck with me when I, when I was talking to the instructors is that she said, Someone just needs to lead. So if someone, if you see someone collapse, even if you don't know what you're doing, you need to take the lead and say, hey, you call 911. Hey, you grab the AED. Where is one? Go find one. And like someone just needs to have command because most times in that moment, you just want to be led. You just want someone to tell you what to do and you'll go do it because you just don't know what to do. So you right. just need to someone take command and lead the groom and that oftentimes can save a life. So. And you, you might be hesitant, you know, like right. what if I mess something up? But yeah. you, you can't mess it up if this person is about to die. No one's going to sue you if you save their life. Right. Trust me. Um, we need a phone caller. We need a Barry Manilow fan on the phone right now. I got to play a little game with us and then we'll hook you up with some tickets though. Barry Manilow fan, there's tickets coming. Barry Manilow is going to be at Pfizer Forum this summer. Your chance, but you got to call in. 855-616-1620 in the WTMJ talk and text line. It's 739. Interesting. Interesting choice. So Greg Pancake Hill has been tasked with creating a Super Bowl set list. So... Basically, the theme is Super Bowl, right, Greg? So as anything goes, as it would somehow pertain to a party, a football game, the biggest yeah, event. Yeah, exactly. Location is yes. a good one I played Vegas, on. There's, there's right, a yeah. lot of, there. there's like, why, there's kind of like, why would you put this? And then if you think about it, it's like, oh, oh all right. right. So as you know, Greg is wont to do this. So he has put together that set list and you can text the word super right now to 855-616-1620. To the WDTMJ Talk and Text Line. We'll send you his set list and you can enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday all day long. Okay, so who do we have on the line? We got a Barry Manilow fan, Kathy. All right, Kathy. So we have Barry Manilow tickets to give away. We'd like to send you, but you got to do me a little something, okay? Okay. All right, so I'm going to play you something. I need you to finish the phrase, if you will. All right. Barry Manilow okay. not only has a huge catalog of hits, but he also wrote a lot of jingles. So I'm going to play you the start of a jingle, and I'm hoping you will be able to finish it. Okay, are you ready? Here yes, I am. we go. And like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. There it is. Boom. <laughs> she <Woo-hoo>. wins. <laughs> Well done, Kathy. Congratulations. We are sending you and a friend to see Barry Manilow at Pfizer Forum Saturday, August 3rd. Thank you so much. And I've heard sometimes he encores with... Like a good neighbor, I'm kidding, X. I don't, I don't think he plays that. Maybe he does. It's 745. Bob Brenner's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. Well, the Bucks lost. 
This is a recording beaten by the Timberwolves playing without Dame or Middleton or Campaign, who was traded for Patrick Beverly. Just bad stuff all around, says Doc Rivers. Obviously, you want to win games, and obviously you would love to be healthy so you can win games. But something good will come out of all this stuff. Um, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Sometimes you got to go through stuff to get stuff, and we're, we're going through it right now. Next attempt to get rid of the bad stuff tonight against the Hornets at Pfizer Forum. Buck shoot-around begins at 6 p.m. with the tip-off to follow here on 620 WTMJ at 7. So, Patrick Beverly coming to Milwaukee to the rescue, right? We shall see. He is a very, very high IQ player, um, especially defensively and even offensively with his movement and stuff and setting picks. Um, he's also an instigator. Um, he's a big talker defensively, not meaning trash talk, meaning he talks on defense. And I think those are some of the things that, that we need. On the collegiate hardwood, the Milwaukee Panthers lost in overtime last night at Youngstown State. They're looking for a bounce-back win on the road tomorrow at Robert Morris. Marquette takes over Pfizer Forum on Saturday against St. John's, while the Badgers have a Saturday afternoon affair at Rutgers. And while some of us may obsess over, over whether a certain Grammy winner will make it in time to Vegas to catch her certain tight end boyfriend Dolly playing Parton? in the Super Bowl. Dolly Parton? Correct on both <laughs> guesses. The aforementioned tight end... Um, he seems really focused on the game, and he's not having it when someone tried to play a lame version of Name That Tune. All right, let's do the fun one first. I, I was wondering if you can help me complete this lyric here. Karma is the guy on the... Chiefs, of course. Finish it. Coming straight. <sighs> What's the second question? The second question is, and, and good job. So way. Travis Kelsey um, hasn't had a chance to go through the entire box set of his girlfriend just yet because he's been playing football. Right. And he's going to play the maximum amount of games. So he doesn't know all the lyrics yet. That's why. Yeah. We'll give him a pass, mm-hmm. okay? I do, I do respect the fact that he tried to play along but didn't want to like necessarily get all Abs- in on it. He's like, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Just shot her mm-hmm. down. 748, this portion of the show, by the way, brought to you by Stein Hoffels. Visit them at steinhoffels.com. So generally at this time, we are joined by ESPN Wisconsin's Mark Tauscher. Tauscher is traveling at the moment. We were hoping to get him still as he was going to be uh, in transit, but it unfortunately isn't going to work out. But that's okay. We're still going to do what we have been doing all week and do some Super Bowl trivia. A couple of things first. That music you just heard, Super Freak, interesting. Super. Super, got it. Super Freak, Super Bowl. So Greg Hill has been tasked with creating a Super Bowl set list. So a party planning set list that you can play on Sunday all day from start of day, heading to church till end of night. Tony Bennett in there. I left my heart in San Francisco. Could be. Could be. That could go in okay. there. Anything that All has right. to do with anything to do with the Super Bowl. So it could be something Vegas anyway. So if you'd like to hear that set list, just text the word super to the WTMJ talking text line 855-616-1620. And you're welcome for that phenomenal set list you'll get for your Sunday. Okay, let's Why get to it. So today. We've, we, what have we done so far? We've done halftime. We've done host cities. We've done Super Bowl commercial trivia. We've done actual game trivia. Well, today it's kind of more broadcast trivia, Super Bowl broadcasting trivia. So without Tosh, it'll be Michelle Richards and Bob Brainerd. And Debbie, chime in if you got one of these, okay? All right. All right. 
Last year's Super Bowl was the most watched Super Bowl in history. 115 million viewers, second behind only the Apollo 11 moon landing. What's number three? It is a Super Bowl. Which Super Bowl came in number three for most watched television events? Super Bowl 47. Which was? Do you have the team? Do you have the matchups? Oh, you need matchups too? What about the year? Dude, come I'm, on, I'm man. Thinking, I'm, I'm thinking all like the. All right, 2014. I'm thinking like COVID, like everyone's at home. 2014. I was thinking. Uh, Patriots Giants when the Patriots were trying to run the table and they didn't. No, that is not no? number three. Okay. Number three is Patriots Seahawks. Oh, when R- Russell Wilson threw the interception yes. in the end zone. Very good. That was number three. So usually you would think every Super Bowl is going to be the most watched one. They assume that this year will be the most watched one. It was not. Or it wasn't. I mean, you know what I mean. The it's not in order. So anyway, no okay. idea what you're talking about. All right, about. never mind. Jeez. <laughs> what year Screw was that? Guys. All right. After the Super Bowls, there's always a big television program, right? The networks always spin out something. Sometimes it's a pilot. Sometimes it's a brand new show that has a twist to it. Other times it's just a popular program that you already know and love. Which was the most viewed show of all time? This was a well-established show. It was not a pilot, and it came on after a Super Bowl. This was the most-watched post-Super Bowl show ever on the network that the game was on. A, The Office. B, a 60 Minutes interview of Bill and Hillary Clinton. C, Friends. Or D, Survivor. Ooh. I'll go with The Office. Yeah, I'll say The Office. Deb? Now Debbie might be working. She's working. Friends ah, is that was my answer. second choice. 1996. <laughs> this was after the Steelers-Cowboys game. It was an hour-long Friends. It had a lot of uh, um, actors in I'm gonna it. I'm going to say Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Roberts was in it. This was the one where, like... The Brooke Shields thought that um, Joy was actually Drake Ramore. Oh, oh yeah. And he okay. pretended to be. And um, other stuff going on there. Julie Roberts was an old flame or an old classmate of uh, Chandler's. It's good that friends could get a nice bump after the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. They didn't, they yeah, didn't they do needed. so well on their own. All right. Who was the first to yell, I'm going to Disney World after winning the Super Bowl? Was it A, Terry Bradshaw, B, Phil Sims, or C, Howie Long? Who was the first to yell, I'm going to Disney World after winning the Super Bowl. Bill Sims. What he said. <laughs> Just because this Bob, what he says, but I was going to say Howie Long, but I don't know. It Just is. Shut the door. Bill Sims, you've just won the Super Bowl. What are you doing next? I'm going to go to Disney World. So here's what's amazing. He got paid $75,000 to do that. You know who else they paid $75,000? John Elway. They had to pay both quarterbacks ahead of time because they didn't know who was going to win the game. So they pre-recorded it? No, they prepaid. Prepaid. They, they paid them both, but only one of them had to record it because Phil was the only one that won. Good work. Look, did the other guy give the money back? I mean, honestly. No, yeah, no. wouldn't you put a contingency in this Yeah. Offer. They did not. If you win, you get the cash. If not, sorry. That was back in the day when Disney was just throwing money around. During this Super Bowl, an outrage and an outage happened. But look at the safety is anticipated. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. Where did the announcer go? Why are we just hearing fan noise? 
What's going on? This continues. Oh, still continuing. What's going on? What happened? This is Steve Tasker, sideline reporter for the uh, Super Bowl 47. Right, if you're expecting to hear our friend Jim Nance, it may be a moment before he gets on. Half the power is out. In almost a perfect semicircle of the lights, half the stadium Poor Steve. stayed light, <laughs> half of it went out. So sideline guy had home. to take it over. Yeah. A 35-minute wow. outage. Yep. That's right up there with the uh, earthquake during the World Series, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very good, Debbie. Okay, so which Super Bowl was it? 47. He said it. It was. Did he say it in there? <laughs> yes. It was. It was. Okay, well, okay but, wait, wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. Who were the teams that were playing? Oh, that I got. <laughs> it was Ravens 49ers, and it was in the Superdome in, good. You know, in New Orleans. Very good. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well done. You got me. Just you, listen. You totally <laughs> I was only me. paying attention. That's all. Awesome. Good job, Michelle. Um, so, yes, very good. You're right. That was the Harbaugh Bowl. The Harbaugh Bowl. Yep. Uh, and, by the way, so the Ravens were killing the Niners. Then that happened, and all of a sudden the Niners came back, and it became a close game yeah. that the Niners almost came back to win. What's fascinating about it is that after the game, Ray Lewis is like, that was done intentionally because we were beating him up too much. He believes that it actually happened intentionally to get viewers to stay on the game, and it actually changed the momentum of the game. The NFL conspiracy? Ah, <laughs> never. So that's is your Super Bowl trivia for today.